This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB.com Extras, Rays Edition. I'm Brittany Giroli, here with Rays.com recorder Bill Chastain. Bill, how are you? Happy early Halloween. Right back at you, Brett. How's it going? It's going well. It's going well. So now that the World Series is over, we're kind of officially in that off-season mode. A lot of guys became free agents uh, yesterday. Let's kind of zero in here on the Rays and and the likelihood that they're going to go back to a conventional starter and not not do quite as many with the openers. What What would they do? Um, do you think next year with that rotation, are they going to continue to kind of make baseball headlines with this opener stuff, or are they going to go back to getting some conventional starting pitching? I think they'll probably find a few more conventional, you know, go a little bit conventional. But, you know, I mean, if you look back to last March, uh, their season opening rotation was Archer, Snell, Ivaldi, and Faria. And all four pitchers spent time on the disabled list, and two were traded in July. So they kind of, you know, went another direction, but I think they will, you know, maybe get to two or three starters and um, continue to do the opener. I think they had too much success with the opener to not continue doing that, but uh, I would look for them to, to get a couple of more guys in there to, you know, go deeper into the game and start. And, and if, you know, what's the, what's the deal? Do you think like, what's the plan with a guy like, Ryan Yarbrough. I mean, what what do they end up doing with him? Is, is he an opener? Is he a guy who you know be, gets stretched out to eventually become a starter? Uh, what what do they do with him? Do you think next season? Well, of course, Yarbrough had success. He won sixteen games, um, but he only had uh, six starts. Although he although of of his appearances, which uh, uh, of his thirty eight games, twenty three of them were four innings or more. So uh, it was kind of an odd deal, you know, getting the decision when you pitch four innings, you know, and, and that's one of the advantages of coming in. Um, so I think they're kind of facing a, a kind of a weird deal there. Do you make him a starter or do you continue with the role where he had so much success last year? And uh, he's been a obviously he started most of his career in the minor leagues coming up. So I, I think they could go either way, but uh, it looks like it's one of those pleasant problems to have. Right. I remember him coming in in a lot of games, um, particularly against the Orioles, obviously, that you know we were both there. And you kind of look down, and he was really that that guy who would maybe come in after the, the opener and go four or five innings and kind of bridge to the back end of the bullpen. And there's probably something to be said for how valuable that role is for the Rays, no? Well, and, and also, I mean, I, what I, one of the things I really liked about him was he, he gave you kind of a, a different look. He's left-handed, and he's not lighting up the radar gun, um, but, you know, he seems to know how to pitch well and keep guys off pace. Uh, so, you know, I, I think he's got a really nice future. Uh, we talked about this earlier in the podcast or weeks before, Bill, but 
The Rays obviously won 90 games. They had this great success story, right? And they still don't make the postseason. Uh, so would they be a team that would benefit from a balanced schedule? Because clearly as it stands right now, they're not getting out of the AL East. Uh, there doesn't seem to be any push toward changing that. But certainly if they were to change the schedule, you would have to think that would help a team like Tampa Bay, no? Oh, I totally agree. Uh, and, and, you know, we'll see what, what happens in the future, uh, whether they're thinking that way in Major League Baseball, you know, in 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 fairness, when you got all these teams competing for two wild card spots, everybody who's not a division winner, uh, it would seem fair if their schedules were more alike. Although uh, there's, you know, I don't think there's really a way to compensate for interleague play. Some years you're playing a tougher division in the National League than some of the other teams are playing. So there is a disparity there, but uh, I, I do think maybe a balanced schedule could work more towards bringing all the teams, you know, in alignment. I know a lot of people are, you know, I've gotten a lot of emails about, you know, the, the Rays won 90 games. What's it going to take to get to the playoffs? They can never catch Boston. And I think somebody said something uh, perceptive about Boston the other day when they were talking about uh, not only do they have talent, but they had that chemistry this year. And I think the Rays found that chemistry in the second half. And, you know, I think if anything, that's what they need to do is just continue that chemistry where they were, you know, 15 games over 500 after the All-Star game. Um, and maybe, you know, not make radical changes. Although there is some thought that, uh, you know, the, the, the Rays kind of had the magic pixie dust going there for a while and, and uh trying to figure out the recipe for repeating that is, is not really that easy to do. So a uh, lot of, a lot of different uh, ways of looking at it. Yeah. And, you know, we know obviously the Red Sox are good coming off the world series. We know they're built for the long haul, not just to be a one and done. The Yankees are good as well. Um, how do the Rays kind of sustain that success in this division bill? I mean, what do they have to go out and, and do this off season? Well, I mean, and that was one of my points, what I was trying to get at, I guess, was, you know, I think it's unlikely as good as the Red Sox are that they win 108 games again. I mean, that's like a, you know, once in a lifetime type deal. And uh, so maybe that helps bridge the gap a little bit. Um, who knows? The Red, the, the uh, Rays could win 88 games next year, 87 games and make the playoffs. You know, I think that would be a an ironic twist based on this year. But because most times when you win 90 games, you're going to be in the playoffs. But uh, this was just one of those years where the Red Sox and the Yankees both, you know, really were exceptional. And do you see them kind of continuing to do what they've done the past couple winners, Bill? Like keep, obviously make some interesting moves. I mean, we saw some interesting subtractions from from last year's team, but they continue to kind of stockpile that young, controllable talent. Is that just who they are and who they have to be every winner? Yeah, and I think that's part of what the the fan base needs to kind of get an understanding of rather than, um, you know, just like I, I know you always hear complaints about, oh, well, I mean, just like, for example, oh, Snell's great right now. But, you know, as soon as he becomes, you know, a free agent, he'll be gone and, you know, kind of the moping. And, and I think handling the payroll is such a big deal with not only the Rays, but any team in baseball um, and young talent obviously helps you maintain a lower payroll uh, and and you know, put the kind of players you want on the field. So um, it's going to be interesting. They're, they're never predictable in the off season. I know 
uh, last year, you know, you saw him pick up guys like Wendell and, you know, nobody even knew who he was and he turned out to be maybe the most valuable player on the team other than Snell. So uh, they, they go out and they scout pretty well, I think. So it, it'll be interesting to see what they decide to do. Yeah, you're right. There's definitely no predicting them at all. But do you have any predictions, any guys out there in free agency or trades that you feel like likely might happen or that Bill Chastain, if he was in charge, you would see happen for the Rays? Well, I, you know, I've, I've written this and I, uh, in one of my inboxes, and I don't think it'd be a bad idea to maybe bring back James Shields. Um, his, you know, and that's provided that the, the White Sox don't renew his option. But um, here's a guy who's a leader, a lot of innings, and they probably could get him a lot cheaper than uh, what he was making. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned the, the, uh, the having a conventional starting rotation, you know, he might be a guy who would fit right in that. So, um, but again, trying to figure out, and they generally don't spend money on frontier free agent pitching. They've just never had the resources to do it. And that's one reason they really strive to develop their own. Yeah. Well, it'll, it'll be an interesting team to watch. They're always an interesting organization to watch. Uh, never big moves, but like you said, Bill, in July, you're like, Oh, how did they get that guy? So certainly be interesting to watch this team work again this winter. Anything else, Bill, anything else to close our race fans with, or are you going to keep them? Not this week, Brett. (laughs) Keep them wanting another week of the MLB.com extras. I like it. (laughs) I'm Brittany Giroli. That's Bill Chastain. Join us again next week.